The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. I'm delighted now to be joined by a guest who has provided so much entertainment and joy to tens of millions of people from books, comics, plays, television projects and indeed one of his most successful and famous books, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, has been turned into a stage production which will be on in the Borgosh Energy Theatre from the 28th of March to the 1st of April. Neil Gaiman, thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word of Today FM. What are you first and foremost, can I describe you as? An author, maker of television, playwright, what is it? I I, I think of myself, I think if I think of myself as anything, as a storyteller, which kind of allows me a broad canvas to tell stories with. So I love, I love writing comics. I love writing novels. I'm... I'm making a lot of television right now, which I love less, just because the process is so long and onerous, and there are so many moving pieces, and it definitely makes me long for going back and writing a novel again. But what about the end product that you get with television, and particularly with something like bringing your acclaimed series, The Sandman, all of those graphic novels and comics to actual television in recent years? Has the end product not made it worthwhile? Oh, the end product absolutely makes it worthwhile. That's that's why you're doing it. Um, I'm making Sandman and making it the way that I'd always dreamed of being able to make it was astonishing. Um, making Good Omens and feeling like I was filling a promise that I'd made to Terry Pratchett before he died, that I would bring our book to the screen. Um, was so proud of that bringing michael sheen and david tennant together for the first time and it's it's honestly um it's wonderful in orson wells described filmmaking as like having the biggest train set a boy could ever have and it's that too um but i think there's nothing for me that at the end of the day really beats just sitting down with a pen and a book and making stuff up that's that's the purest best bit for me but television in recent years, though, is more accommodating, isn't it, of the type of storytelling that you engage in, which is multi-layered, which isn't always obvious. I think um, I've been very fortunate in that the things that made Sandman unfilmable, the things that made it impossible to turn into film or television, suddenly in this new streaming high budget world uh where people can essentially treat something as an 11 hour movie um makes something very easy and makes it it becomes the thing that people wanted and i love that but what about bringing things to stage bringing the ocean at the end of the lane from being a novel to stage because Stage is, on many respects, more basic and pared back, whereas maybe an awful lot of people expect their fantasy books to be brought to screen with all sorts of CGI and other things to to bring it to life for them. And yet, if they go and see something in a play on stage, there's a lot more of their own imagination required. I think that's the best thing, honestly, about the theatre, is if you can engage people's imagination. Um, they will sit in the audience 
and cry and laugh and worry about things when they can see it's only actors up on the stage. But it becomes more than that because they become part of that. And I think that strength and power where the imagination is part of the equation is what can make doing things on the stage probably the most powerful thing there is. It's certainly, as far as we know, one of the oldest possible art forms. And people understand it and people love it. Uh, making Ocean at the End of the Lane, for me, the first point that I knew that we really had something special was at the on the press night and I was sitting watching and on one side of me I realized my wife had started crying and I thought okay well that's that's kind of to be expected because she's an emotional person and she cries at things and then I glanced to my left and saw a hard-bitten journalist writing in his notebook and watched the tears splosh on his notebook as he wrote and I thought okay that's weird and that's special. <laughs> For those who are not familiar with The Ocean at the End of the Lane, and I'm sure many of our listeners are, because the novel, which won the National Book Awards Book of the Year in 2013, has sold more than 1.2 million copies since. Tell us about the story, and then tell us what might be different about what people get to see on stage. The story is about an adult man who has been to the funeral, probably, of his father, and who drives to an old farmhouse at the end of their lane that he used to go to as a boy, just to remember, and finds himself remembering, finds himself... And, and we tell the story of what happened when he was 12, um, after his mother died, and he and his father and his sister are trying to make a go of things. And uh, the three women, or two women and a girl at the end of the lane, who he slowly realizes are much older and much wiser and deeper than they seem. And the terrible thing that he unleashes on the world and then has to contain. And it's a very small story. It was a small story, a small-scale story as a novel, and a small-scale story as a thing on the stage, and yet it becomes as big as your imagination. There's puppetry, there's lighting, there's incredibly cunning use of illusion and stage effects, um, where you can sometimes find yourself seeing things that are impossible. and But at the same time, it never loses track of the fact that this is, this is a story with a heart. And uh, I, it's where I feel like the director, Katie Rudd, and the adapter, Joel Horwood, um, really made something special and magical happen, was they, they never lost sight of the heart. In an era where a lot of young people are engrossed in video games and the likes of it, how important is it to have things like graphic novels and comics and young adult reading to engage with them, to keep them not necessarily away from the video game uh, generation, but to at least give them some alternatives? 
I think it's really important to get people off screens. Um, and I, you know, it's just as important for me. It's easier for me pulling out my phone and sending emails and, and doing that kind of stuff than it is now for me to just sort of settle down in a corner with a book. If I'm going to do that, I have to make an effort. I have to leave my phones and move all the screens away, find a comfy chair and read. And I'm somebody who's been reading and loving books for my entire life. So it must be just so much harder for kids. And uh, But I think sometimes you can do it. I mean, one of the things I love about Ocean at the End of the Lane is it's not on a screen. You're there. And for kids who've never experienced uh, real live theater and what it can do, it, it's magical. Let me also say for, you know, it's definitely not for younger kids. It could be much too scary for them. Um, I would say, you know, sort of 11, 12 would be my sort of lower cutoff point. Can I ask you about one other thing from your brilliant back catalogue, which sort of jumps out at me, and this is going back a while. You once wrote a biography of Duran Duran, I believe. <laughs> I did. I did. I did it for, it was, I was 23, 24 years old and I was called by a company who did rock biographies and they said, we'd, we'd like you to write a rock biography for us. And I said, oh, great. Yes. I, I Can I do Elvis Costello or the Velvet Underground? Or And they said, no, 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 no. Uh, you can pick one of three. You can either do Def Leppard, Barry Manilow, or Duran Duran. <laughs> and I said, I picked Duran Duran. And then I was sort of ashamed of it for about a decade and kind of embarrassed about it. It, it, it. The company had gone bankrupt two weeks after the book came out. So I never got paid for it or anything, and it, it vanished off. And then uh, I found myself in the mid-90s rather surreally on a yacht in the Mediterranean with Simon Le Bon on the crew. And this isn't uh, the video I, for, for Rio, no. <laughs> exactly. It was that kind of, it's like, what, this is just so weird. And after a few days, and I really liked him, I sidled over to him and said, Look, I, I have a confession to make. I once wrote a book uh, about Duran Duran. And he said, Which one? And I said, It was from Proteus Books. And he said, the one with the gray cover. And I said, yeah. He said, oh, we like that. That was the best of all of them. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. So at that point, I stopped sort of hiding it from my biography and, and allowed it to creep back on. Well, that's a great thing. And they're still a great act to see. I saw them playing in Dublin last year and they're still going strong. Very, very enjoyable. And certainly much better than writing about Barry Manilow, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, I, you know, I loved getting to go and see uh, Duran Duran live to write about them back in 19, whatever it was, 1984, I guess. And, uh, and I think they are still an astonishing band. Just to finish, um, you mentioned that you're spending a lot of time on television at present, but are you writing more novels? Are you doing graphic novels? I'm currently dividing my time between working very slowly on a new novel uh, for adults and making two different television shows, uh, Good Omens 2, a sequel to Good Omens that I'm doing for Amazon Prime with David Tennant and Michael Sheen uh, and John Hamm and, um, and also Anansi Boys, which is another of my novels, which we're working on right now. 
uh, and we've shot that and now we're editing it. You're a busy man and I'm sure lots of people here in Ireland are going to be very much looking forward to going to see The Ocean at the End of the Lane which is on in the Borgosh Energy Theatre from the 28th of March to the 1st of April. Neil Gaiman, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on The Last Word. Oh, thank you, Matt. That was so much fun. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today,